Chapter 8 From the Chicago Race Rides, July 1919 By Carl Sandburg This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Chicago Race Rides by Carl Sandburg Chapter 8 Trades for Colored Women A colored woman entered the office of a North Side establishment where artificial flowers are manufactured. I have a daughter seventeen years old, she said to the proprietor. All places filled now, he answered. I don't ask a job for her, came the mother's reply. I want her to learn how to do the work like the white girls do. She'll work for nothing. We don't ask wages, just so she can learn. So it was arranged for the girl to go to work. Soon she was skilled in drawing wages with the highest in the shop. Other colored girls came in, and now the entire group of 15 girls that worked in this north side shop have been transferred to a new factory on the south side near their homes. At the same time, a number of colored girls have gone into homework in making artificial flowers. Such are the casual, hit-or-miss incidents by which the way was open for colored working people to enter one industry on the same terms as the white wage earners. Doll hats, lampshades, millinery. These are three branches of manufacture where colored labor has entered factories and has also begun homework. Colored workers, with their bundles of finished goods on which the entire family has worked, going to the contractor to turn in the day's output, are now a familiar sight in some neighborhoods. In one residence, a colored woman employs seven girls, who comes to the house every day and makes lampshades, which are later delivered to a contractor. The first week in July, thirty girls were placed in one millinery shop. A notable recent development, partly incidental to conditions of war industry, is the entrance of colored women into garment factories, particularly where women's and children's garments are made. In Chicago in the last year, they had been assigned to the operation of power machines making children's clothes, children's apparel, overalls, and rompers. Out of the 170 firms in Chicago that employed colored women for the first time during the war, 42, or 24 percent, were hotels or restaurants, which hired them as kitchen help or bus girls. 21, or 18 percent, were hotels or apartment houses, which hired them as chambermaids. 19 laundries, 12 garment factories, 7 stores, and 8 firms, hiring laborers and janitresses, make up the rest of the 170. The packing industry, of course, leads all others in employment of both colored men and women as workers. Occupations that engaged still others during the war were picture framers, capsule makers, candy wrappers, tobacco strippers, noodle makers, nutshellers, furniture sandpaperers, corset repairers, paper box makers, ice cream cone strippers, poultry dressers, and bucket makers. In a building near the public library is a colored woman who conducts a hairdressing parlor. She employs three white girls. All the patrons are white. The proprietess herself could easily pass for a Brazilian banana planter's widow of Spanish-Caucasian blood, 
but as she frankly admits that she is one-eighth african and seven-eighths caucasian she has been refused admission to other buildings when she wished for various reasons to change the location of her establishment here and there slowly and by degrees the line of colored discrimination breaks a large chain of dairy lunchrooms in chicago employs colored bus girls cooks and dishwashers and depends almost entirely on colored help to do the rougher work more notable yet is the fact that a downtown business college informs employment bureaus that it is able to place any and all colored graduates of the college in positions as stenographers and typists in a few loop stores colored sale girls are employed in one shoe store beginning this policy a white girl filed a complaint the manager investigated and found that there was no objection except for this one white girl who was thereupon dismissed the mattress factory opened wage-earning opportunities to colored women in the last year two taxicab companies now hire women as cleaners the foregoing list of occupations just about completes the recital of progress in this regard in chicago in the last year colored women were occupied during the war in various cities in making soldiers uniforms horses gas masks belts puttees leggings razor-blade cases gloves veils embroideries raincoats books cigars cigarettes dyed furs millinery candy artificial feathers buttons toys marabou and women's garments the comment of a trained industrial observer on the colored women as a machine operator is as follows few as yet are skilled as machine or hand operators because of their newness to industrial work the majority have been put on processes requiring no training in small manual ability they are employed at repetitive hand operations and occasionally run a foot press or a power sewing machine in one millinery shop however the superintendent said that every colored worker in his shop preferred machine operation to hand work replacement for colored women however does not mean advancement in the same sense as for white women because the white woman has been in industry for a long time and is more familiar with industrial practices she is less willing to accept bad working conditions the colored woman on the other hand is handicapped by industrial ignorance and drifts into conditions of work rejected by white workers colored women are found on processes white women refuse to perform they replace boys and men at cleaning window shades dyeing furs and in one factory they were found bending constantly and lifting clumsy one hundred and sixty pound bales of material inquiries as to the general attitude of white workers toward the introduction of colored women brought conflicting reports about half the employers claimed that their white workers had no objection to the colored women that they were either cordial or entirely indifferent toward them of the other half some said their white workers objected when the colored workers were first hired but felt no prejudice now other white workers preferred to have the two groups segregated still others were willing to let the colored workers do unskilled work but refused to allow them on the skilled processes at the time of the greatest labor shortage in the history of this country colored women were the last to be employed they did the most menial and by far the most underpaid work 
they were the marginal workers all through the war and yet during these perilous times the colored woman made just as genuine a contribution to the cause of democracy as her white sister in the munitions factory or her brother in the trench she released the white woman for more skilled work and she replaced colored men who went into service the report of a study jointly directed by representatives of the consumers league y m c a y w c a russell sage foundation and other organizations recommends that greater emphasis be placed on the training of the colored girl by more general education and more trade training through apprenticeship and trade schools and also that every effort be made to stimulate trade organizations among colored women by education of colored women working toward organization education of colored workers for industrial leadership and keener understanding of colored women in industry among organized and unorganized white workers and lastly an appreciation and acceptance of the colored woman in industry by the american employer and the public at large is urged a creed of cleanliness was issued in thousands of copies by the chicago urban league during the big influx of colored people from the south it recognized that the woman always the woman is finally responsible for the looks and upkeeps of a household and made its appeal in the following language for me i am an american citizen i am proud of our boys over there who have contributed soldier service i desire to render citizen service i realize that our soldiers have learned new habits of self-respect and cleanliness i desire to help bring about a new order of living in this community i will attend to the neatness of my personal appearance on the street or when sitting in the front doorway i will refrain from wearing dust caps bungalow aprons house clothing and bedroom shoes when out of doors i will arrange my toilet within doors and not on the front porch i will insist upon the use of rear entrances for coal dealers and hucksters i will refrain from loud talking and objectionable deportment on street cars and in public places i will do my best to prevent defacement of property either by children or adults two photographs went with this creed one showed an unclean messy front porch the other a clean well-kept front porch such is the propaganda of order and decency carried on earnestly and ceaselessly by clubs churches and leagues of colored people struggling to bring along the backward ones of a people whose heritage is two hundred years of slavery and fifty years of industrial boycott as an aside from the factual and the humdrum of the foregoing here is a letter vivid with roads and bypaths of spiritual life written by a colored woman to her sister in mississippi it is a frank confession of one sister's soul to another of what life has brought and as a document is worth more than stacks of statistics my dear sister i was agreeably surprised to hear from you and to hear from home i am well and thankful to say i am doing well the weather and everything else was a surprise to me when i came i got here in time to attend one of the greatest revivals in the history of my life over five hundred people joined the church we had a holy ghost shower you know i like to have run wild it was snowing some nights and if you didn't hurry you could not get standing room please remember me kindly to any who ask of me 
the people are rushing here by the thousands and i know if you come and rent a big house you can get all the rumors you want you write me exactly when you are coming i'm not keeping house i'm living with my brother and his wife my son is in california but will be home soon he spends his winter in california i can get a nice place for you to stop until you look around and see what you want i'm quite busy i work for a packing company in the sausage department my daughter and i work in the same department we get a dollar fifty a day and we pack so many sausages we don't have much time to play but it is a matter of a dollar with me and i feel that god made the path and i am walking therein tell your husband work is plentiful here and he won't have to loaf if he wants to work i know unless old man a changed it was awful with his soul well i guess i have said about enough i will be delighted to look into your face once more in life pray for me for i am heaven bound i have made too many rounds to slip now i know you will pray for me for prayer is the life of any sensible man or woman good-bye End of chapter 8